0: Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at charitymobile.com. A couple of weeks ago, I brought you the story of a bishop who denied faithful Catholics in his diocese the right to pray the rosary in any way in his cathedral or on any church property in the diocese. This decree was aimed squarely at a group of the laity who were planning a march in their diocese to demand their rights as laity, rights guaranteed by the church. These rights include a right to the mass of the ages, a right to have clergy teach and stand up for the faith, and a right for the hierarchy to, you know, do their jobs. I know, what, what a horrible thing they've done. In response, the bishop, Louis Tilka, barred the group from using any church property in his diocese, from praying a single decade of the rosary on the property of the church. After presenting that podcast episode to you, I was contacted by the organizers of the march, and I was able to ask them a few questions. This was done in writing, of course, including questions about why they were banned from using any church property, if they've had any other communication, what their motives were, those sorts of questions. And I've got some concrete answers for you. And thanks to the organizers of the March for Catholics and the folks at the Our Warpath podcast for taking the time to answer these questions. Part of the reason they were barred from the use of church property was their association with Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò and Father James Altman, whom the officials for the diocese called devious clergymen. I want you to think about that that's what they think of priests and bishops who stand up for the faith at great personal cost that they're devious clergymen so let's get into these questions and answers now and again these questions were sent via email as you might expect I'll give you their answers mostly verbatim only having to you know swap a word out here and there because you know the hostility to of our hosts to the kind of things we typically have to talk about as Catholics, because they don't put up with certain words being said that contradict their values. The irony, I know. Anyway, here are the questions and answers provided by the organizers for the March for Catholics. I asked them, what is the aim or the purpose of the March for Catholics? And their answer, is that the March for Catholics is a movement with the hope of uniting Catholics throughout the country in order not only to profess the faith in a public manner, but one day with enough faithful Catholics, hold our Catholic clergy accountable. As the March for Life is a movement that has been able to impact legislation, politicians, and the lives of fathers and mothers and others, we hope to do the same but in a different manner. Our hope is to hold our Catholic clergy accountable when they take action that is contrary to the faith. Our hope is to place pressure on our clergy in order that they do not what they want but what God wants. We must pressure our clergy and let them know that the Mass and the sacraments are essential and we will not stand for Catholic churches being shut down due to politics. We must let them know that having a james martin couple give the homily is wrong which happened in chicago recently that happened at a mass folks that really did we must let them know that we are a catholic movement that will not support any gross misuse of the faith with enough catholics we can do this with enough catholics we could sway politicians clergy and pull funding from churches when they act contradictory to the faith The march for Catholics will also build a strong community of Catholics that will be able to support each other when the time comes. Essentially, we must profess the faith in order to restore the faith. When the Catholic Church is weak, so is society. When the Catholic Church is flourishing, so is society. So my second question was, has Bishop Tilka or his office commented further in any way since your most recent posts on your website? And here is their answer bishop tilka and the lawyer of the diocese patricia gibson who has been the main point of contact with our warpath have not commented any further on our march we did receive an email or two from faithful Imperia saying that bishop tilka made a sort of unofficial statement within the diocese if you're in that diocese please send me a copy of that if you can i would love to see that continuing however they can't confirm if that is true My third question, what specifically are you asking Catholics who come to the march to do, besides pray the rosary in the cathedral or other church location in the city? And their answer, the march itself will entail a few different elements. On Thursday, there will be speakers who will give conferences at the venue. The venue is the Pierre Marquette Hotel, and Catholic vendors will be there with booths. In time and as the march grows, we will have a large variety of Catholic businesses, which will allow Catholics not only to support and network with them, but will also give Catholics an alternative to mainstream products. For an example of this, why would you support a company that sells adult beverages and promotes things that are contrary to the faith when you can support a Catholic brewery as an alternative? We must build a strong community for Catholics for the future. There will also be a rosary on Thursday, which will take place on the sidewalks surrounding the cathedral. Friday, there will be a morning mass at the venue, and the expo will continue. We will have the actual march, meeting the first on the sidewalk or front steps of the cathedral, a few speakers, and a blessing at the end of the march. After the blessing, Catholics will be encouraged to go back to the venue where they will be, where there will be small snacks and drinks, opportunity to network with each other and support Catholic businesses that will be there. In regards to what we asked from the diocese, we asked to pray a decade of the rosary before the march, either in the cathedral or in a church nearby. We were denied. And now my fourth question. Are there future plans for similar action or events elsewhere in your diocese if you're watching this outside? Their answer. We plan on making this event annual, and as it grows, we will have more marches around the country, with marches and Catholics stationed throughout the country, we can essentially have shock groups, both physical, nonviolent emphasis, and spiritual, which will lead the church the charge of placing pressure on Catholic clergy in different areas when needed. My fifth question: How do you, how does your event and its goals line up with magisterial teaching about things like Catholic action and general Catholic principles of organizing the faithful? their their response if I were asked to sum up the mission of the March for Catholics in one sentence it would be simple restore all things in Christ the message of Pope Saint Pius X in his encyclical E Supremi is very clear quoting that encyclical verily no one of sound mind can doubt the issue of this contest between man and the Most High man abusive of his liberty can violate the right and the majesty of the creator of the universe but the victory will ever be with god nay defeat is at hand at the moment when man under the delusion of his triumph rises up with most audacity of this we are assured in the holy books by god himself unmindful as it were of his strength and greatness he overlooks the sins of men see wisdom chapter 11 but swiftly after these apparent retreats awakened like a mighty man that hath been surfeited with wine see psalm 25 27 he shall break the heads of his enemies that all may know that God is the king of the earth that the Gentiles may know themselves to be men all this venerable brethren we believe and expect with unshakable faith but this does not prevent us also according the measure given to each from exerting ourselves to hasten the work of god and not merely by praying absolute assiduously arise lord not man be strengthened but more importantly still by affirming both the word and deed in light of day god's supreme dominion over man and all things so that his right to command and his authority may be fully realized and respected this imposed upon us not only as a natural duty but by our common interest for venerable brethren who can avoid being appalled and afflicted when he beholds in the midst of a progress in civilization which is justly extolled the greater part of mankind fighting among themselves so savagely as it, as to make it seem as though strife were universal the desire for peace is certainly harbored in every breast and there is no one who does not ardently invoke it but to want peace without god is an absurdity seeing that where god is absent thence too justice flies and once justice is taken away it is vain to cherish the hope of peace peace is the work of justice there are many we are well aware there are many who in their yearning for peace That is for the tranquility of order hand themselves into societies and parties which they style parties of order hope and labor lost for there is but one party of order capable of restoring peace in the midst of all this turmoil and that is the party of god it is this party therefore that we must advance and to attract as many as possible if we are really urged by the role of peace the catholic church without a doubt is under attack say the organizers and we as the church militant are called upon in order to defend her if we do not defend the faith but remain silent we give permission to promulgate and twist the minds hearts and souls of many now here's my sixth question we're almost done with these questions question 6 did Bishop Tilka mention Vigano in his rejection of your request to pray in his cathedral The response patricia gibson lawyer for the diocese who spoke on behalf of bishop tilka said that we were associated with quote-unquote devious clergymen i did ask who these devious clergymen were and she refused to answer father altman and archbishop Viganot were the only clergymen on our website i would like to add we were told by patricia gibson that our war path is not affiliated with the catholic church in any way quote-unquote because of our beliefs, which are fully aligned with the teachings of the Catholic Church, and our association with quote-unquote devious clergymen. (laughs) Question 7. Have any other high-profile Catholic public figures, especially clergy, announced that they're coming to your event? And their answer. On Thursday, John Henry Weston of LifeSite News will give a conference at the venue. We have another speaker for Thursday, but he has not confirmed his schedule. As an aside, I know who that is, and they have publicly confirmed. I'll have that after the questions. On Friday, our speakers as of now are Doug Berry of the U.S. Grace Force, Father James Altman, and Archbishop Viganot. All speakers will be there in person, but Archbishop Viganot, who will address the March for Catholics through a video feed, we are, of course, always looking for speakers while keeping in mind. We want speakers who are actively taking a stand and defending the Catholic faith. These are prob- They probably here mean Catholic public figures. Continuing, they have also heard that Father Dave Nix will be attending the event. However, this is unconfirmed at this time. Father Nix, if you're seeing this, let me know in the comments or send me a message and I'll make sure to include this later. Lastly, we encourage all Catholics and Catholic businesses to be there and to help spread the word. Help the March for Catholics be a success by your participation, your donations, and your prayers. God is calling us to take a stand. Not tomorrow, but today. All right, so I'm hoping these answers help clarify some questions or concerns that many of you may have had about the March for Catholics. I know that the other person who confirmed is Matt Gaspers. He confirmed this on his webs- on his Facebook. He's the one of the main figures at Catholic Family News. And I know that he's planning to speak, though on which day I'm not certain he may be the Thursday person. Many of you have asked in the comments of videos about what concrete actions can be taken to defend the faith, and root out the modernists in the hierarchy, including Francis and the rest. Now you know at least what the beginning of this looks like. This group is taking concrete action, and I have an example for you of why concrete action has to be taken in some form, just make sure that it is, of course, peaceful. I've long been predicting that the modernists will be banning the apostolic mass in its entirety. We have more evidence of that now. Joseph Shaw was given a copy of a form letter that Rome is using to ban any priest who requests permission to offer the Latin Mass. As you may recall, Traditionis Custodus, or trash cans of, <laughs> Guardians of Trash Cans, I think as some people call it, requires any priest who wants to say the Latin Mass that isn't given that permission by his bishop in the initial implementation of the document in his diocese, well, he's required to ask Rome for permission directly, not only as bishop, Rome's policy is apparently a blanket policy to ban all new priests from offering the Latin Mass. I'll feature that letter more in full in coming days, but it reads like a form letter, complete with a fill-in-the-blank spot on the letter to put the priest's name in when they're denying him that permission. As Benedict XVI stated after issuing some more in Pontificum, the Apostolic Mass, the Mass of the Ages, the traditional Latin Mass is something every Catholic has a right to. After promulgating more Pontificum, Benedict hoped to see the apostolic mass offered in every parish in the church. That, of course, didn't happen, as many bishops ignored in Pontificum entirely. You know, in answering my questions, Mr. Rigi does a good job of outlining the problems in the church that are permitted to continue, problems that grow daily by lax or erroneous clergy and wicked prelates. As I outlined in my initial video on this story, Bishop Tilke is part of a family tree of... Wicked prelates whose spiritual father is the infamous Cardinal Bernadine, he who promulgated the heresy of the seamless garment, he who is likely the figure in the beginning of Windswept House. And it also includes his spiritual brothers here, which are Wilton Gregory of Washington, and other prelates who have waged their own personal war against the faith. These are the spiritual brothers of Bishop Tilke. None of this is, is rather surprising at all, actually, in in that light. But i'm curious what you think about all this so let me know what your opinion on that march is about the faithful being barred from offering even a single decade of the rosary in any church property in that diocese and let me know if you plan to attend the march do you have any concerns about this march i can't attend because of family obligation so i won't be there i'll be there in spirit though do you hope to see one in your diocese next year Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. Special thanks to the patrons of this channel who keep this work coming. Your support is greatly appreciated. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.